A reading from the book of the prophet Daniel. In a vision I, Daniel, saw during the night, the four winds of heaven stirred up the great sea from which emerged four immense beasts, each different from the others. The first was like a lion, but with eagle's wings. While I watched, the wings were plucked. It was raised from the ground to stand on two feet like a man and given a human mind. The second was like a bear. It was raised up on one side. Among the teeth in its mouth were three tusks. It was given the order up, devour much flesh. After this, I looked and saw another beast like a leopard. On its back were four wings like those of a bird, and it had four heads. To this beast, dominion was given. After this, in the visions of the night, I saw the fourth beast, different from all the others, terrifying, horrible, and of extraordinary strength. It had great iron teeth with which it devoured and crushed, and what was left of it trampled with its feet. I was considering the ten horns it had, when suddenly another little horn sprang out of their midst, and three of the previous horns were torn away to make room for it. This horn had eyes like a man and a mouth that spoke arrogantly. As I watched, thrones were set up, and the Ancient One took his throne. His clothing was snow bright, and the hair on his head white as wool. His throne was flames of fire with wheels of burning fire. A surging stream of fire flowed out from where he sat. Thousands upon thousands were ministering to him, and myriads upon myriads attended him. The court was convened, and the books were opened. I watched then from the first of the arrogant words which the horn spoke until the beast was slain and its body thrown into the fire to be burnt up. The other beasts, which also lost their dominion, were granted a prolongation of life for a time and a season. As the visions during the night continued, I saw one like a son of man coming on the clouds of heaven. When he reached the Ancient One and was presented before him, he received dominion, glory, and kingship. Nations and peoples of every language serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that shall not be taken away, his kingship shall not be destroyed. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Give glory and eternal praise to him. Mountains and hills, bless the Lord. Praise and exalt him above all forever. Everything growing from the earth, bless the Lord. Praise and exalt him above all forever. Give glory and eternal praise to him. You springs, bless the Lord. Praise and exalt him above all forever. Seas and rivers, bless the Lord. Praise and exalt him above all forever. You dolphins and all water creatures, bless the Lord. Praise and exalt him above all forever. Give glory and eternal praise to him. All you birds of the air, bless the Lord. Praise and exalt him above all forever. All you beasts, wild and tame, bless the Lord. Praise and exalt him above all forever. Give glory and eternal praise to him. The Lord be with you and with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus told his disciples a parable. Consider the fig tree and all the other trees. When their buds burst open, you see for yourselves and know that summer is now near. In the same way, when you see these things happening, know that the kingdom of God is near. Amen, I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So when the fig tree is blooming, summer is near, kingdom of God is near. The question is, is the fig tree for the kingdom of God, is it blooming right now? Or is it, are its leaves gone or closed, petals, whatever? I guess it's debatable. <laughs> you can look around and see signs that the kingdom of God is near. So good things that are happening in the church. 
in this particular parish, other parishes, good things that are happening in your soul. We can look um, to, you know, just how far we've come as a church. And I, I don't mean to say, like, we're, we're the most enlightened age ever, you know, like modern society tends to do. But our, our understanding of God, our understanding of the spiritual life, the church history was wrought with, with heresies. Yes, heresies about Christ, they're called the Christological heresies, you know, whether he's fully man or fully God, but, but heresies about the mercy of God and the spiritual life that were really repressive for people. Think of like Jansenism. I don't sense that we, we have those heresies anymore, at least in the spiritual life, that, that really hamper God's mercy and, and make it very difficult for us to, to relate to God. There might be other kind of hidden heresies in the church. But anyways, just to say that we're in a pretty good state. So, yeah, the kingdom of God could be near. But then you can make the case that that fig tree isn't even close to blooming right now. Seminaries are, are emptied, closing, same with parishes. Sacramental life has really declined. Yes, in Chicago, we have a lot of Catholic schools still functioning and, and kind of full. But are those people really practicing their faith? Are they passing on the faith? I've read some statistics that you know Christianity is has declined percentage-wise in the United States in the last ten years dramatically. I think it's like less than fifty percent of, of the American population now identifies with Christian, and the people that were fallen away Christian or Catholic and identify as no religion now, unaffiliated. That's that's grown. So that's not a sign of the kingdom of God. And yet, when we look, and you can point out all these other things, the, the struggles and morality that we have in society, the divisions in the church. My gosh, that's, that's really rough these days. Even though the church has always faced divisions, it's, I mean, we're really feeling it now. Uh, disobedience, uh, distrust, so forth, and authorities. So you can point to all that and say, that, yeah, the kingdom of God is not near. But look at, look at Daniel, uh, these, these great beasts are rising up out of the sea. Okay, these aren't good. These aren't beautiful beasts. So the fig tree is not blooming in Daniel's case. But what happens when what when the fig tree is not in bloom is that in Daniel the son of man all of a sudden comes in and changes the situation. If things were perfect, we wouldn't need a savior. We wouldn't need the son of man. So actually, it's probably good that the fig tree is not blooming right now because that means Jesus is coming. In fact, he is going to come in a couple days when Advent begins. Amen.